The final season of Power Book 2, Ghost, begins. And for Tariq St. Patrick, it's the moment of truth. In the wake of being betrayed, pushed out of the drug game, and almost killed, Tariq is out for revenge. Will he prove to be like his father and do whatever is to be done to protect his family and his future? Or is he his own man? Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now only on Stars and the Stars app. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears. Real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What's up, everyone? I'm Tamika D. Mallory, one of your hosts of Street Politicians, and this over here... It's my son, the general, baby. I'm in the house. Number one show, Black Effect Network. And this... Our Women TV, baby. Number one show in the world. You see what I have to deal with? Number one show in the world. And this is the place where the streets Streets and and the politics politics meet. meet. Let's get into it. Let's get to it. it. Yeah. You see, as you can see... You hyped today. You ready today. I'm feeling good, man. You know what? I'm feeling good. (laughs) <laughs> Energy is on point. You know I don't know how I find myself in these situations. Energy on but... point. Because we out here, man. Number one number one show. It's going to be the number one show for man, sure. Man, it is. We are we claiming it. We it already is. street politicians. Do the numbers, number man. One. Right. Who in these streets like us? We have to call the boss man, Charlemagne the God, and ask number him. Number one show, baby. Number are we one number show. one? Number one show, baby. But I know we're number I'm one, number one. I on I Woman TV. Number one on Our Woman TV too, baby. That's right. Number one. What's up? So this is um, our show today. It's about mercy. Mercy, mercy. mercy me. Number one, mercy about to be number one song in the world. Yeah. Anthony Hamilton, mercy. That's it. You I'm, know what I'm, I'm really excited about being on Anthony Hamilton's album. You know, there's some people that you like, some people that you love, and some people that you love. You really Anthony just... Anthony Hamilton's a dope dude, man. Yeah. You don't know what we're talking about. Tamika Mallory is featured on Anthony Hamilton's upcoming single, Mercy. It's one yes. of the toughest and, and I've been holding this one for a long time. You know and let me just go ahead and tell everyone that you did 70% of the writing ghost of writer. my You know what I'm saying? Ghostwriter. Verse, I even make if you will. It wasn't ghost. ghosting. But I'm saying... Because ghostwriting is supposed sneak. to mean you don't tell anybody. Oh, yeah, and ghost. you seem to just be telling everybody. So it really Listen, wasn't ghost at all. It, it was, was very, very clear. You know what I do. But it was a dope Nah, thing. it is a dope. We put it's that dope. together. It's Shout dope. out to Anthony it's Hamilton. Dope. Shout it's out to dope. you for the way you delivered that. Like, when you hear how she delivered it... They're loving it. The people it. are loving it. So I'm happy about that. But my thought of the day, because you know I be thinking, because that's what I do. Okay. I think all the time. Okay. And I heard that um, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, the president and vice president-elect, 
met with a number of civil rights organizations that I uh, love and, and, and believe in and mm -hmm. support 100%. They, um, have, they call themselves legacy organizations. And in fact, I worked for one for 14 years. They met with uh, the president-elect and, and the vice president. And in conversation, it's been leaked. Now, who leaked it? Leaked. I don't know. Quote, unquote, leaked. leaked. It's been leaked. Mm -hmm. I know the individuals from the civil rights side who were in the meeting, and I know they're not the types of, type of individuals to just go out leaking information because they're serious about what they're trying to mm -hmm. get done. Um, and they went in and they talked about police reform and other issues. In fact, I thought that um, listening to the tape that President Johnson of the NAACP, that some of his points were really, really strong. But the leaked tapes show or allow us to hear that Joe Biden kept saying, don't try to go after us and put too much pressure on us around police reform um, and even on gun control, we have to be careful. And he gave some some reasons. I'm not going to say they're real good reasons, but reasons for why on gun control you can't make certain moves. Mm -hmm. However, on the issue of police reform, he said, you know, we're being pummeled on the issue of uh, on the title defund police, which, you know, I think is trash. But, you know, totally we'll, we'll go back to that later. And he said the the fight around police reform it's not a good thing for us to talk about right now we need to hold on that we're definitely going to do some things we're not going to defund anyone we're just going to um hold people accountable and he goes into a whole thing but he continuously says this is not the time to have a big fight around police reform let's hold on that because we need to win the georgia seats for the Senate seats in the runoff. And he says, and, and these people are hitting us hard on, on defunding, and, and they, they're saying we're the party that wants to defund police. Um, so he wants people to turn down in essence. So my thought of the day, what I was thinking about, is why do people running for office, and in this case, I have to say the Democrats, want us to turn up during election season and then turn down when it comes to actually holding them accountable for the things that we asked for. I just don't understand. Can I answer? Can I answer? Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's clearly simple, right? The Republicans have a party with a clear definition of who they are, mm -hmm. right? And the Democratic Party is comprised of everybody else. So what it does is means that you need a little bit of these people, you need a little bit of those people. There's no clear agenda within the Democratic Party. So that's why they don't adhere or focus on one base, even though constantly it seems as the black people are the ones who are bailing them out. But they understand that when they get into office, that they have to appeal to somebody else, another They understand or they think? Or they believe. They believe. They believe, but the thing is, they, they have research to actually show this. You know why? Because we have taken our eyes off the ball so many times, right? So what happens is we go to the polls hard. Boom, boom, we vote you in. And then what happens is they say, you know, if you look at runoff election, they said the numbers show that mostly white people go to mm -hmm. runoff election. So we completely like, okay, we got the president in. We did our job. We going to sleep. We ain't doing, oh, we got the people we want. We good. They understand that when they get into office, 
what they need to do is appeal to people that are going to follow all the way through. So what we have to understand is the Democratic Party nor the Republican Party have our best interests in at hand. So what they're going to do is try to figure out how to appease you and give you a little bit of some none of that's why I said I've never voted for an ally. I'm voting for a better opponent. So what he's doing is saying, look, I want to be able to do this. But historically it shows that in order for me able to do anything, I have to appeal to these people. That's why they they, they wanted Joe Biden, because he's a moderate liberal. He's one of those people who can appeal to the conservatives and appeal to the Democratic Party. So well, we, to the no, to the conservatives and the I guess the, the left. The left. So we understand this is what his strategy is. Mm. He he's clear about his strategy. We were clear when when the Democratic Party got him in, they were clear what it was going to take for him to be able to do things. But it, but but see, but that's my problem because mm. then what they believe the actual research shows something different. Mm -hmm. Number one, when you think about people like Alexandria Acacia, right? And she Acacio, and she has said it many times. She also believes in and carries the slogan defund police to the chest, right? She's saying we unseated people who are moderate Democrats, right? We or or moderate liberals. Whatever you know, because Kev Kelly Loeffler says they are. What are they? Uh, Radical liberals. Whatever. Um, you know, and so she she says we unseated a number of establishment Dems, people who you know they follow that rule that you were talking about, and we put people who are progressive, super duper progressive, in office. Cory Bush is an example of that. Someone who won on the platform of changing police, defunding police. She won her election um, with that, with using that same rhetoric and tone. So what right? I'm trying to say so is no, I'm I'm saying though, the research actually shows that because of the movement that hails the defund police. Uh, slogan, right? And forget the damn slogan, because that's the shit that pisses me off. It's not about a slogan. It's, not a slogan. it's about the actual it is a plan. It's, it's a, a plan. plan. It is a plan. And because of people like you and me, who say defund the police and mean it, we were the ones that went out and got young voters to go with Joe Biden and others we didn't do that under our organizational efforts. But when we did our personal work, we went out and we were able to, to, to move people to vote, first of all. Because mm -hmm. people were like, and I'm going to be at my house. Okay? Mm -hmm. But we got them to the polls. And in many cases, um, we were able to get people to say, you know what? I'm actually going to go out and vote for Joe Biden because I think that that's the best choice at this time. We're folk talking about defunding the police. 20% of the electorate in Georgia, 20% of the electorate in Georgia that helped to flip the state from red to blue were younger people who absolutely support the defund police movement. So it is a lie. Not It's not even just wrong. You know, you can say something's wrong. Some things are, are, you it's know, a it's lie. a mistake. It's a lie it's a to say lie. that the, it, the, the, real, the truth of the matter 
is that folk are afraid to go up against the police unions and many of them do not want to shake up the system. In fact, I have heard that Joe Biden is saying rather than taking money away from police, he wants to pour more hundreds of millions. I think I heard something like $300 million into policing talking about training. We don't need no more damn training. What we need is to be able to, to yeah. a model exactly that takes money from one place and and really uh and 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 reallocates resources. And so I've said a million so, times, you could call it so pin the tail on the donkey. Just do it. That's the bottom line. And you know, I think the reason why it's so difficult is because he doesn't share the same values you feel. Wow. And that's why he is a moderate liberal. That, a moderate liberal. Moderate, I really moderate, want to figure out what these moderate. titles are supposed moderate to be. Moderate liberal. He's, I think you're right. Exactly. But and I don't know. That's what it is because he does not share the same values that we share. And mm-hmm. they, they know he's right in the middle on the cusp of everything. So he's not going to be all the way with us just like he's not all the way with them. So we got what we got and we're just going to have to keep fighting. So what are the streets talking about the today? The streets are talking about the vaccine. Oh, the vaccine God. that I'm not going to take. I seen on my page a while ago um, artist that I love, Lupe Fiasco. Mm, he he wrote Lupe? on his... You and Lupe crazy together. No, Lupe I'm said, not taking No, vaccine. but Lupe said that he's so glad that they, they approved the Pfizer oh, okay, you know, okay. um, vaccine and that you can't even come to his show unless you take the vaccine. Mm. Yeah, well, I won't be going to I, I was like, fiasco. It's not that I, I'll never... And I didn't believe he said it at first. You know, and then I got some... You went and... I went and researched. People DM Yeah, he said it, you know. A lot of people had conversations with him. And, and, and this is his... You know, but it's like, for me, it's like... When you start really doing research, right, on mm-hmm. vaccines, you realize that there's a, a, a percentage of people who die from vaccines. Mm-hmm. That's you know, true. there's a... Who have allergic reactions. Their bodies don't agree with it. You know, so my thing is, if the vaccine is worth worse than the actual sickness, it I'm gonna take. Be. That's what I'm saying. I'm gonna take my chance with the sickness. Well, I'm gonna build up my immune system, give me some good old fruits, now, that's, vegetables, that, and that's a big problem. Some seed oil, some exercise. You know, I'm gonna do the things necessary to be healthy. That's like, right. why is nobody? I hear about this vaccine. The vaccine to be here in the world. I have not seen any major platform. Any major social media, media, anything focusing on how do we make ourselves healthy enough to build up our immune systems to make sure that we are strong enough to. to well, they definitely don't want you to do that when they're shoving burgers down your throat and all types of bad foods for your body, and kids can't get sleep, and they, you know, they promote cereal all day and all of these things that are actually trash for your body. The stuff I love to eat. So you know, I I agree with you. The vitamin piece is important, but I also think it's 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 necessary for us to be responsible in the ways in which we approach these things. Yes, you and me, we probably don't need it, right? And no, I don't need it at all. Okay, so I'm just saying, I I don't I don't think we need it. I know that yeah, I'm not going to run to take anybody's I'm vaccine. I'm not going to do that. Um, I and that's and this is something that my family specifically has been saying even before. So prior to coronavirus or to COVID-19, my family was not into taking vaccines and flu shots and all of that. We've never, ever done that. And we've, we're okay. We are we all right. But there are elderly people who are locked in their homes, who cannot go outside, 
And taking, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it, sea uh, moss and all of that stuff, it may or may not be good for them in reaction to their medication and other things. Well, we don't know. Question. No, but I'm. What just, is a vaccine comprised but, of? Well, I think it has a little bit of the disease, right, or the virus. I think I don't know all of the things, and we should definitely get somebody to come on and talk to us and help us understand this yeah, vaccine. So, to our crew, we definitely need to do a show where we break down what is in this vaccine because our people want to know more. A lot of people have questions. Remember the driver the other day said to us, I want to know the ingredients, right? Yeah, and that's so what I, know. I think what, what that's important. But I'm but I'm going back to a, an important point. There are elderly people, there are people who have pre-existing conditions who are locked in their homes. They can't go out. They're scared to death that if they get sick, they can die. We know 300,000 people. Whether or not they died because it was COVID specifically, I can't say, but the complications and or the incompetence of our healthcare system killed 300,000 people during this at this time period with where COVID has become a thing. This pandemic is happening. And so what... What worries me, and I don't know what we do about it, is what do people who need it, what do they do? You know, because everybody can't take the position. Everybody is not strong and, you know, and, and pretty healthy and living well and working out and whatnot like you and me. And I don't work out, but you do. Some people actually need this vaccine. And with all vaccines, with all vaccines, there are a percentage of people who will get sick. That's just the way it is. That's with every single one of them. And there's going to be some trial and error. But you got to do something. The country can't just stay as it is now. And well, we can't lose another million people. Well, I just... I just or not that at, we lost a million. I think if know. we just... I just think if we look at the percentages of people who can die from a vaccine based on the percentage of people who have died from the actual sickness, and we look at it in comparison, I don't think there's yeah, really I don't, much I, don't, I, would, I would love to hear those you numbers, know? and we could talk about it yeah. um, again yeah. on another and show, I just, because and I also I'm think, not sure like that... Like you said, let's focus on those people who are directly impacted, who are most Likely, threat, yeah. You know, to, but that, but, but that's not that's not exactly... And I again, I want to be careful, because I'm not... I don't know for sure... But I don't believe that that's how vaccines work. Vaccines do not work by giving it to a small group of people in a population because therefore you you can't you have to be able to stop or bring down reduce the entire population's um, if the threat entire and vulnerability. Is not vulnerability dying, why would you to give it? a vaccine to people who are really not at risk? Because it's not about one of us. It's about all of us. Well, it's I each one. It's each one protect the other. All but right. anyway, listen, I, you got it. Whatever vaccines, <laughs> I ain't taking. <laughs> Whatever. That's just the end of it. That's it. Okay. Well, listen. Our next guest. Our next guest is somebody who we just. Yeah, I'm just so excited dope. to have him. Yes, man. Mercy. Mercy, mercy. Just a little mercy. Just Black a man little just need mercy. a little mercy, man. We done been through so much. Oh. Ooh. Another show. Another, Every day whole, I write down show. show topics like, does mercy mean women are supposed to shut up and don't say anything? But anyway. That's a whole nother show. It's another day. We're going to come back to that. All right. Because maybe y'all should shut up. Oh, Lord. Maybe. Or, or, you know, listen. Before we go to the next segment and have our special guest join, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors. The final season of Power Book 2 Ghost is here, and no one's future is safe. After surviving a hit on her life, 
Monet, played brilliantly by Mary J. Blige, has to reckon with what led her to almost lose everything and to atone for the life she has forced her children to live. And on the other side of the coin, Davis, portrayed by the multi-talented Method Man, is suspended and on the verge of losing his law license. Desperate to survive, he fully embraces the criminal underbelly of his enterprise and finds himself working for both sides, loyal to whichever one benefits him most. And then, of course, there's Tariq, who finds himself at rock bottom and facing threats from every angle. With his future in the game in serious doubt and his family's safety on the line, will he lean into the St. Patrick name and do whatever has to be done to get back on top? Like father, like son. Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events, like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that can become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more. Connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Limited time offer. Requires 0% APR. 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers. Other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises, or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC. That's how we own it! We have none other than the legendary, the infamous, the iconic, Anthony Hamilton joining us today. The great. Hey, what's up, people? How you doing? My what's son? happening, King? Doing? How you doing, hey, man? Girl. I'm good, man. It's good to be on here with you guys. So good to have you join the Street Politicians. You know, this is our new show. Uh, yeah. This is our new podcast on the Black Effect Network, which is Charlemagne's new baby. Um, you know, That's awesome. He came, he came to us and said, I want y'all to join my podcast network where we could be blackity black, black, black. Blackity said, black. We're in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it. Anything man. blackity blackity black, black, blackity black, I'm with it too. Definitely. <laughs> That's how we own it, man. So thank you for joining us, man. Like, you know, we both been big fans of yours forever. You know, so when Tamika got an opportunity to work with you, and then she reached yeah. out for my expertise. You know what I'm saying? She, you know what I'm saying? I got to get my part in. You know what I'm saying? When she reached yeah, out to yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, she called me like, yo, Anthony Hamilton want me to get on his song. I need some words, you know? So I'm like, all right, let me just calm down. You know what I'm saying? Let me see, let me see what I can put together, you man. You know, your friend yeah. is supposed to hold you down. No, but that's Why what I did. Why you telling everybody nah, what but, happened? No, it was a collaboration. Like I did You did, nah, because nah, you, you, did. you added the spice. You added only the things that Tamika Mallory can put you know, that energy, you added 
just little pieces of things because I wasn't going to say certain things that you was going to say right. from a, a woman's perspective. But it was magic, man. When I heard when I first heard the beat and I heard the yeah. way you had attacked it, it was like, nah, this song right here is going to be something special. Mercy. Special. Wow. Mercy, man. So thank you, it, man. thank you for, you know, Allow allowing me. her to allow me to be a part of something <laughs> that's going to be part of history. <laughs> So thank you for co- thank you for being a co-writer, my son, and, and 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 putting that thing, you know, putting it where it needed to be, and, and allowing her to 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 have whatever it needed to, to set this song up, man. It's, yeah. it's incredible, Pete. Tell yeah. us about Mercy. Tell us about it. Well, Mercy is a song, um, and and it's it's the voice of a man um, that stands vulnerable, in in in, in his walk and in in his struggles. And uh, not 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 weak at all, not a weak man at all, but a man who's who's not afraid to be vulnerable. And um, I think a lot of times, men are looked at as cement, steel, and that we don't feel anything other than than uh, than that. Um, Preach, you know. Yeah, we 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 cry, we 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 worry, yeah. uh, we love, um, we we get afraid, and so it's it's speaking from that from that perspective as a, as a man, um, you know, allowing people to see like, Hey, you may judge me. You may not understand why, um, uh, I haven't risen to the occasion that you, um, see fit for me, but there, there are bumps and bruises along the way. Have a little mercy, uh, for me and, uh, just know that I'm doing my best right. and, uh, you know, just love on me and, and don't ridicule me. I think the whole world takes a stab at the black man um, and have for, for for years and years. Amen. Yeah, we, we do get a lot of the the brunt of the, you know, the, the stabbings. And and, uh, and yeah. sometimes I call us out, like we have to call ourselves out when we oh, don't, oh. you know what I'm saying, when we don't live up to our potential or don't do things that we're supposed to do. But we also yeah. need a little bit of mercy at times, man, yeah. because we, we carry in a heavy load, man. So this song right here spoke spoke to me on a different level, man, for real. Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, you know, as the mother of a young black boy, um, he's not a boy anymore, actually. He's a grown man. He's 21. He'll be 22 years old soon. You know, I have my black father and uncles who are very much so in my life and uh, two of the co-founders of our organization, Until Freedom, being my son and attorney Angelo Pinto are all black men. And my entire life, I've worked for and with black men. And so I have a special place in my heart for my brothers because I see the pain, I see the trauma, and I also see the intentional, as far as I'm concerned, misrepresentation of who you all really are. And so when asked to um, put my beautiful voice and, you know, my, all my excellence, um, you know, on this song, I wanted to say something that speaks to, especially this idea that we're not enemies, you know, we're not enemies that the black woman and the black man can't be enemies. And just because we challenge one another does not mean that we hate one another and that there's no room for us to grow and be together. I think actually, the family cannot be strong without us being together. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because there's a disconnection, and and when there's a disconnect, you know, you're subject to any attack and, and to be weakened um, in, in that in that type of environment. Um, a lot of times they try to portray that we're enemies, and I think a lot of people bite bite the bait, and uh, 
it's, it's created in, in some black women to super independence yeah. that they may not need a man, may not need a black man. Uh, and that's not true. I think every every woman needs a, a man who, who can feel her soul and feel who she is and what she represents and to be able to uh, to express to her his appreciation for, for her. Um, I don't think someone outside of our race could really truly do that. Mm. I mean, you can love someone, but okay. I think when we love together, uh, we love each other together, there's a whole different vibration. And I think there's a whole different power in that. And some people don't want to see that connection because they know how powerful it is. That's right. It's definitely, it's definitely an attack on the connection and a real um, intentional, very intentional thing to divide us, mm-hmm. you know? So I, yeah. So this this song really played a Hopefully big part bring us together. to bring us together. Yeah. But I see you be doing these conversations about the mm-hmm. black man's perspective. Yeah, you know. And so what is what is that about? Well, we just had a panel uh, speaking on, on things from the black man's perspective. Um, Jermaine Dupree, Ed Gordon, Bakari Sellers, and uh, Willie Moore Jr. and myself we got together and spoke on how how things affect black men. In, in this climate and uh, how, how moving forward, you know, we should intentionally um, strategize how to, to keep the black man in a, in a, in a safe environment, um, not only just uh, physically, but mentally and uh, financially, and just how, how we can grow ourselves as men and come together. So I think, I think it's something that's needed. Um, and uh, hopefully we'll keep continuing to uh, to do that. Well, please let me be involved with the next one, man, because I yes, have, I have a lot of input. Yeah, I got some stuff to say. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I got we a couple things to talk. Yeah, man. Because listen, man, <laughs> you you you've made yourself a staple when it comes to mm-hmm. being that musical voice when it t- talks about the struggles of black people and when it talks about that soul that the black man's soul. Like every time there's a song that embodies what our struggles are, or what the soul of a black man is, you you immediately think about Anthony Hamilton. Yeah, you know you, you you've made yourself a staple and an iconic position. You know every time I hear you on one of those songs, or every time I hear a song, sometimes I'd be like, "Dag, only thing was missing was Anthony Hamilton on this track." <laughs> That's you know what I'm sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. There you sometimes. go. Yeah. Go you gotta do it. You gotta do it. Sometimes, you know, you just have to. It's that it's that down home, man. It's been it's been embedded in me from before the womb, man. Just that church and that down home southern upbringing. And I saw men who really worked with their hands and, mm. and who really made things happen. And uh I saw women who were there to to nurture that man and all that, you know, played a part in in the texture of my voice and my spirit. And uh, being a, a southern Southern Baptist, um, you know, it gave me even more texture. Um, and then seeing the world and seeing how how things really work, getting outside of the house and seeing how things work around the world, you know, it creates in in, in you a, a new man. Um, and uh, I'm just excited to to be doing what I'm doing and, and being a voice that could be heard in this light. So so this is a part of your new album. Mercy is a song on your new album that you're yeah. probably done with, but you'll say you're still working on. Um, <laughs> that'll be released soon. You know, before you talk about the album, uh, just the other day when I received my advanced copy of my 
beautiful, amazing sound on your song, Mercy. Um, and I, I played it at, at our home in Georgia where we're knocking on doors and getting out the vote mm. for the Georgia Senate race, um, yes. the runoff. And I That's after right. We, vote, 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 oh, vote, vote. That's right. Vote you guys, right. you know what it, it is. Right. You know what it is. Yeah. And, you know, after the song went off, we said, Alexa, play some Anthony Hamilton. And you went on and on and on for hours without wow. a repeat song um, because wow. of all of the tracks that you have. How many mm -hmm. albums do you have at this point? I know you have Grammys. I mean, you're like the man. So tell us how much of the man you are while you talk about the new album. <laughs> Man, I ain't hitting on nothing. You know, uh, <laughs> 10, 10 albums and working on another one. Wow. One amazing Christmas album called Home for the Holidays. Um, yeah, 10, 10 albums and, and and still have music that's laying around that has, you know, mm. hadn't been put. And that ain't even count with the features. Because the features yeah. that you, you, you probably got about 10 albums worth of features, man. <laughs> yeah, I got for a real, lot. Of, I've been on a... At least over 40, 40 or so rap records, man. Mm -hmm. Going back to Helter Skelter, coming all the way back to Rick Ross. And, you know, and uh, I get calls from Drake and, and people like that um, who want to be a part of that. So, Crazy. you know, just just being able to um, to be appreciated for who I am and what I'm supposed to represent. Mm -hmm. in, yeah, I in appreciate the music. it, man, because me and you yeah. are about to work on our album. Yes, you know, we working on you know, listen, listen man. I, 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 saw, I saw you online. I was like, I saw this cat online on, on you know how IG have it on the explore page. I was like, who is this cat? She was going to get it. Wow. You didn't even take a breath for about 30 minutes of spitting fire. Well, I appreciate it, man. So that that's why we gonna yeah. work now. Once I get the Anthony Hamilton on the chorus, we out of here, baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, I got one. It's all loaded and cocked back here. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And you I know, when I, when I see my son in the studio and then, you know, we were in the studio with you yeah. and I got to see your work ethic and how you can actually help somebody like me, who's not an artist at all. I'm a mm -hmm. total novelist, but you were able to help me be comfortable to get into it. So I'm sure there's a lot of other artists who have benefited from your expertise and just, you know, what you know, because you really do have something special. You know, I've been at it a long time. I, I got my first record deal in 93. Uh, I was mm. I signed to Uptown MCA with Andre Harrell, Jimmy Jenkins, um, uh, Tim Dog, Puff Daddy, and all those guys. R.I.P. Andre uh, Harrell, man. Yeah, man. He, he was one of the mentors I've, I've known for a long time, and the Russell Simmons. So I learned a lot um, from, from amazing, being around amazing people. It's just about making people feel comfortable. Mm. I think when you're at your most comfortable uh, place, you're, you know, you're more, you know, you're more comfortable to let more of who you are be shown. Yeah. And I think that hinders when you don't have that, it hinders you, your ability to sing um, in a, in a place that that's not hindered by fear or, you know, ridicule. And, and you know, my job is to make you feel comfortable being your best you. And uh, if there's something you need, then I'm there, but it, if it's something you already have, then I'm gonna make make you aware that you have it. That's dope, man. And when you yeah. talk about your history, I was having a conversation with Albie Shore, 
And he was telling me uh, how, you, yeah. how you worked with him. And I was like, wow. I'm like, Anthony been around a yeah. long time. Yeah. You look mighty yeah, young, sir. You look mighty <laughs> you, young, you, man. You in here, well, thank man. you, thank you. You know, a little water, a little wine, a little whiskey. <laughs> keep your skin looking moist. You moisten it up. You got to keep it moisten, man. You know, that's that, that's that North Carolina sun. Yeah, you know, I try to eat good, man. It's so, so important what I put in my body and try to keep a good balance. And... Uh, you know, smile a lot. I like to smile. I like to make people happy. Um, you know, my kids are very important. Uh, my six sons, you know, they keep me keep me feeling youthful and alive. And, you know, just being an example for them. I, I don't want to be this deadbeat, uh, miserable spirit man who they know to be their father. I want to be something exciting to speak about and uh, for them to have a great experience with a father who That's really right. cares. And, and it matters the energy that I, that I carry around. So mm. I try so, to keep it clear. Wait, I have to ask him cause you always asking everybody, are they married? Okay. So I need to know, are you married, Anthony? No, I, I was married for 10 years to an amazing woman. We had my younger three boys, my twins that are 10 and my eight year old. Wow. And uh, yeah. That's a good yeah, woman. She, yeah, she was a great woman, man. And uh, I learned a lot, um, you know, I'll get married again. Okay. You will. So you looking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I'm not afraid market. of love. Yeah, I'm not afraid. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty open. I'm not afraid of love. Um, but I'll be a better husband the next time. I think uh, maybe I just wasn't quite ready mm -hmm. deep deep inside. But I wanted to I wanted to do what was decent and what was uh, what I felt like was the respectful thing. That's right. And make her make her an honest woman. Um, mm -hmm. but now I've learned. You know so. So now you ready. So now everybody run and slide. I ain't all the way ready, 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 ready to get married. So don't you, start you, you that. You ready to start? You ready to start. <laughs> process, Not ready to get process. married yet, but on your way. Nah. nah. Yeah, yeah. If it happens and if it's something that, that I can't deny, like, okay, this feels different, then I'm not afraid of it. Um, I just want everyone to I just know don't have enough. Yeah. That Anthony yeah, I don't have Hamilton's DMs are open. So, you know, don't come in there with no mess. He said, don't, don't come, come in there, don't slide in there with no mess, man. Oh, man. They're coming, yeah. they, you know, they come with some mess, Anthony. Yeah, have a job. Be have a job. Be yeah. Able, yeah. I ain't want no builder bears. And no, I don't, want I don't care what you look like, what your body look like. I ain't building no more bears, put no outfits or nothing. You, you, you can't do it for yourself. I ain't doing it. You, you should not, want me to not. do it for you. If you can't do it for yourself, don't ask me to do so it. So you telling me you're not looking for the booty picture where they turn the booty towards the I mean, it's, cute. It's, it's nice to look at on Instagram every now and again. That's some motivation. It's, yeah. You know, even if they bought it, it's cool. Every now and again, <laughs> but you said have right. a job. Have a job with it. Right yeah. behind that booty should be a resume. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yo, you wanted to, you wanted to, you know, I tell people all the time, being in this industry and around this industry for so many years, yeah. a lot of these artists are not the person that they put on the music. You know, you meet the, you yeah. hear the music and you be like, uh, you'd be disappointed when you actually meet the person. And to my, I wasn't I wasn't shocked, but when I met you, you was exactly the person that I feel oh, yeah. by listening yeah. to your music, man. You you're a good, humble person. You're yes, you have sure. a good time, you laugh, you actually a comedian. I didn't even know you made jokes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You probably could be yeah. a real comedian, you know. So the energy that you give off is the same exact energy that's in your music. So I just want to say I appreciate that, man. You made Thank us you, man. feel appreciate so comfortable you too, in your hometown and you know, in the in the studio, like she said. 
how you just embraced her and made her feel comfortable and you just you know, Yeah, just, because just I was getting yelled at by this one over here telling me you could do better. You know better. Why you acting like you can't? Why see, you so I gotta stiff? Do, see, I got to give her a different brother and sister, Angie. So you got to be a little... Because I know what she do. She'll get around yeah. y'all and she'll be like, I can't do this. And she always want to... She is one of the most I can't do it but can do everything in the world person. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw that. I saw that too. I was like, uh, yes, you can. Yeah, yeah I know. You know. I almost was like, I'm going to go home, but I couldn't. But tell us about the album. The album, you know, I have some features on this one. I just did a song with uh, with John Legend mm. called Love You. It's a, a, a featuring uh, John Legend, actually written by John and produced by him. Mm. Um, I reached out to him. I wanted to, I felt like my fans and his fans would could, could really in, enjoy that kind of collaboration. Uh, I have one with Rick Ross. Um, mm -hmm. Man, Keisha Cole on the same song, those two. It's a throwback to Mary's like a 411 type of vibe. Uh, D Smoke, um, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ty, Ty Dollar. Um, who else? This album is a, it's one. It's a, it's a journey, man. It's a journey for for us now. Um, you know, it, it it takes takes you through the pain of what we just went through and the uncomfortable place we we were just uh, placed in, but it, it but it allows you to travel through that and see that things are going to be okay. And it's knocking too. The beats are knocking. Mm. The songs are strong and the music is very powerful. Um, so you but, but proud it's a well-rounded. You're proud of it. You're like, this is one of those. And, and it's like a, yeah. a more mature Anthony Hamilton, right? You know, as we grow, yeah. it's, it's, I find myself sometimes when I speak now or when I participate in certain programming, I can see the growth. And, yeah. you know, it was good five years ago, but it's great now and we still yeah. have so much more to come that thing got some marination on it yeah you're consistent man that's one thing we could say Thank throughout you. your career there's a level of excellence and a, and a level of Thank consistency you. that that gives you that iconic status yeah. i ain't just saying it because we cool and i met you but yeah you are definitely an icon and a legend in this game so we gonna make sure you get these roses right now. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate it. Men continue, like roses too. Continue with that greatness, man. Continue. Thank and our you, album, man. our album that we do is gonna be even greater than everything. <laughs> oh man! You know what I'm because the greatest. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for that. That's right. right. Because the That's greatest right. MC and rapper, you know what I'm saying? lyricist yeah, you, listen, ever, ever, this, ever is gonna be on it. When you put this thing we got together, He's man. Subscribe. You know it's gonna be it's He's gonna be spectacular. Scrub. You're a scrub. You she know, be on your she on your way out, on your way out, I know that the Black Lives Matter movement is really important to you. I yeah. remember, you know, but that prior to a viral speech and all of that that I've had, you were following me already on on social media because you would, you know, maybe write a comment every now and then or like a yeah. picture. And, and I was always just like, oh, my God, I cannot believe Anthony Hamilton is one of my followers. And that's when I had like 200,000. Now over a million people are there. Mm -hmm. But I remember two, I remember every one of 200,000 people that was with me, you know, <laughs> yeah. before, 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 before the, the viral yep. speeches and all of that. Yeah. And I know you were there because you were looking for content about, you know, what's happening in the movement. So mm -hmm. let's hear a little bit about how you're feeling in this moment after we've been able to get a new president elected. I don't know how yeah. we're going to get him in the White House, but hopefully he'll get in there. What do you want to see happen? You know, I just want to see people really 
um, acknowledge people to really acknowledge, um, you know, their part in, in, in keeping us down and, and, and coming to grips with, you know, that was the past and it matters still, but how are we going to go forward and really go forward, um, in, in a way that benefits us as, as people and, uh, the, the unjust and the unfair, um, treatment that we get how how do we prevent that from happening how do we prevent cops from killing us and not making time how how do we get to a place where we're not we don't just have civil rights but human rights and things that really um protect us as people uh, i want to see that i want to see black people being able to you know to have big corporations um mm. to to own stuff and have land and yeah. to just you know be self-sufficient um and and just a, a brighter America, a, a more loving America, a, a, a country that really stands for, you know, all the lies they told. Mm. Um, I want to see them. I want to see them, you know, step up to the plate and uh, and 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 put things in, in place in its proper place. Amen. Yeah. Well, listen, you know, we could sit here and talk to you all, all day. day. All yeah, day. man. This is family. <laughs> thank but you so we much. know that yeah. you got Appreciate things to do. So we want to say thank you. And a lot of artists always ask you, what can I do? You know, how do I help in the movement? If you look at uh, Anthony Hamilton and the way that he carries himself and the way he utilizes his platform, his music, his voice, his influence to always engage, to always find an intersection, this is how you, this this is how is you how contribute, you man. This so thank you, you thank you for being who you are. Thank you all. And thank you for, thank y'all. And thank y'all for, same to you and for, for all you guys are doing and putting your life on the line and, and everything. It, it matters, man. And we pray for you guys and cover you and uh, continued success. And, you know, we gonna, we gonna, we got you. We I'll, behind see you. you. I'll see you at the Grammys next year. That's right. Mercy's going Woo, to the Grammys. To the top. Love you, man. Right. And right, I see peace. you for my album. We on, we working on it, baby. <laughs> All right. Hey, I'm already ready. I got That's the book right. already ready. Let's get it. Peace. All right, King. Peace. peace. Anthony Hamilton. He's single. He's single. Uh-oh. Oh, Go to Mika. Please, man. Go to Mika. Leave yeah, that man know. alone, man. Listen. Ain't nobody can deal single. with your attitude, Why? Tamika. That man Are you serious? That man ain't going to be able to deal with no are you really no, seriously real. you, saying that to me? What? I am your sister. Yeah, and your and attitude sucks. And I'm one of sucks. the dopest women you, you dope. know. Dope. But what does that have? What are you talking about? He's a real you man. You mean. See, a real man, Yo, man don't want to be would know how to handle what, a mean? real woman. Mean? That's the thing. That's the problem. Mean? Okay? Look. That's the problem Look at this. right there. Hey, that's little, what it is. That's your little shenanigans. Yeah. yeah, right. So yeah, that's right. the issue. Get to real, you know, will the real men please stand up? Well, listen, I'm going to go on and stand up. <laughs> I'm definitely a real man. You're baby. crazy. That's you know what, what you are. About? And I'm gonna keep on standing. And I have an attitude. Well, that's I mean. You basically that. said in so many words that Anthony Hamilton wouldn't date me because I was a bitch. But that's cool. Listen, the truth will set you free. Mm. You know? Okay. And you said a man stand up, so I stand up. But what I don't understand, and I also just don't get it, as I always say. You don't get it. I just don't get it. What would compel Someone to be a black Republican. Like to me, how do you be a part of a party where you not even 1% of the representation? 
Well, sometimes you say 2%. So is it 2% or 1%? But I, when I start thinking about it, it ain't even 1% at this point. Because if you think about all of the... Just think about the Well, it just depends point. on... When you say representation... I'm talking about how, elected officials. Elected officials. That's what the representation... If you Representation is not the people who vote in the party. It's the people who represent the party. When you look at the faces of the party, they, we represent... Black people represent about 1% of them. So mm. how do you as a black man, black woman... So you know what? I'm going to vote with the Republican Party because how do you, how because do you even see yourself? Because some people don't believe that. Listen, we just had this conversation on another one of our episodes, and we talk about it all the time that um, representation doesn't necessarily mean skin color. But okay, even if it doesn't mean skin color, so if you understand that there's nobody in a party, right, mm-hmm. that comes from where you come from, have had the same struggle you've had have dealt with the same adversity you've had to deal with. How do you think that they can properly represent you? Well, I mean, I think that, first of all, I don't, I don't get it either. Oh, I just um, want to be devil's advocate here. No, it's not that, it's okay. not just devil's advocate. It's also being un- able to understand different perspectives. Okay. I know people like choices. Mm-hmm. They don't like to feel like they're being shuttled into one direction where they also don't see how that particular avenue is benefiting whatever it is they care about, right? So, you know, there's so many people who look at the Democrats and say, this is trash. And guess what? A lot of times I feel like the Democratic Party is trash as Mm -hmm. well. So I kind of get that some people want options. I think sometimes there's a a level of rebellion that folks are just, when they want to shake it up, they want to do something different. But I also think that there is a sense of, I don't think everybody who votes Republican or who is a part of the Republican Party has experienced what we've experienced. Because when I take time to get to know some of these individuals, and I have a few friends, not as many as I did before Donald Trump was elected. I had many more Republican friends at that time. Now that he has been in office, most of my friends who were Republican have changed parties because they just can't, you know, I mean, obviously, morally, they could not continue to support um, uh, that party. However, those individuals, almost none of them, I I would say 98% of them and a half are people who don't have the same stories that you and I have. They don't come from the hood. They they haven't experienced the projects and walk stepping over the urine and a drug addiction and, um, you know, uh, all all of this, the poverty and, and trauma that we've experienced. A lot of them come from money. Or they, you know, they come from an affluent neighborhood, an affluent situation, and therefore they don't see themselves being, they don't, they don't see that there's no representation because the schools that they went to, everybody, all the teachers, the administration, basically white people, right? Or, you know, non-black people, um, their parents' friends are people who are not of color, many of them white. So I think sometimes it's a it's a it's a it's a mindset that we're just going with what we always knew. So for me, that's that's troubling mm-hmm. because that means that you're just a person with a black face. You don't you don't represent black culture. Mm-hmm. You don't even represent what it is. Well, that what we, is black culture? Well, black culture is the reality that most the majority of the right, black people the majority have to deal of with. black. People. So when you talk about the majority of what black people have to deal with, and then you put people 
who represent black people who have never dealt with that reality, then you don't really represent black people. You're a black person, right? And we're not taking the fact that you have, that's why we say all skin folk and kin folk, because a lot of people who have black skin don't have a black experience. Right. So my, my problem is, even if you don't have a black experience, if you identify yourself with the culture of being black, right? Because there's some people who don't have a black experience. There are well-to-do people who come from it, but they they've done enough research. They you know they've been in, engulfed in the culture enough to understand what it is to be a black person in America and understand that when you, when I vote for the Republicans, right, what I do is vote against the interests of the majority of the black culture. That's just the that's just a reality. Don't, I don't care what you say. When you look at the representation in the Republican Party, when you listen to Kelly Loeffler, and you listen to what these people say, Lord. it is so far-fetched from my reality that I am perplexed. I am perplexed that any black person who can identify with it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's perplexed. So then when perplexing. I think about those... Perplexing. Perplexed, mm-hmm. yes, it's perplexing. So then when you look at those people who actually run for office, they had over 30 people run for office in the Republican Party. Black people, they're like, oh, you know, we're waking up and we're doing this. We're not going to just go with the Democrats. And they had over 30 people run in Congress in different for different positions, and none of them got elected. So how... Not none of them? None of them. Wow. So how do you represent and vote for a party where people who look like you can't even get voted in? Like, how does, how does that... Yeah, because it's interesting because they will run for office in the black community using a platform and supporting a party that people know is not of their interest. Because they know they can't run for it in the white community. Exactly. They can't go run for it in the white community. It's really asinine. It is the the weirdest state of mind. Because I have Mm -hmm. conversations with these people and they always stop me. They're like, yeah, but it's changing. But until it changes, what is the mind state that you have that thinks that it represents you? Well, I think I think the reality of it is that at this point, we need um, a party of our own. We at least need some type of political structure that gives us the ability to leverage power by the with the masses. Right. Because at this point, what we're doing is, you know, pretty much. We have no choice but to fit in these two buckets. And I'll be honest with you and say I feel both of them. One is a disaster. It's terrible. There's no nothing about the Republican Party that I'm interested in or attracted to. And the other one has failed us over and over and over again. And it continues to fail us even right now. When the, the, the new administration is not even in office yet, and already we know of there are several things that we're going to have to fight about, right? Which we always, we always say. We always knew that. Um, but just getting ready, gearing up to fight, because you can already see them leaning towards old habits, um, old uh, people, not old as in age, but old, like people that came from the Obama administration, the Clinton administration, folks who were not invested in doing anything that I personally see as radical or overhaul shifting of institutions. So, you know, we, um, I think both parties have just failed us. And I see that the work that, you know, uh, Puff or Diddy, as some people call him, what he's trying to do 
it is important. Uh, Jay Morrison is another individual that has been talking about building our own political base so that we can, again, leverage our power in a real way. So in, in the beginning, and I've said, I've said it to Puff, I've said it to other individuals, and I've also, of course, said it to Jay, that I don't think we can just start off, run, you know, come out the gate saying we're running our own candidates because the unity among our people needs to be worked on as well. And we need to be able to get our allies to understand because it's not just black people voting, it's black people plus folks who support us mm -hmm. voting for, you know, with us. Um, but I think we are in a place where we can at least get organized enough that every candidate, anybody who wants to run for anything from school board all the way up, that they have to look at our agenda, commit to multiple points on the agenda and be held accountable if not. I think that's the direction that we have to go in because I can understand that there are some black people who have turned to the Republican Party out of a level of just being, it's just not seeing themselves anywhere. However, once you turn and you see what's in front of you, you should be quickly able to turn away. Well, I, I, I kind of don't agree. Okay. You know, I, I feel like we're in a stage, right, where the, the slogan, quote unquote, Black Lives Matter, is something that everybody can identify with, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like the same way... If you've never been pulled over by a police officer and you're a black person that lives in Hollywood, you don't see it. But it doesn't matter. Because those people, even if I can't get you, right, You have, what happens is like with music, right? When you get an artist who puts out a hot song, and people just start following. Somehow it goes diamond. So it's 20 and 30 million. People don't identify. They never... The song, what Jeezy was talking about, they don't know. What Meek Mills is talking about, what Little Baby is talking about, they don't have a clue what he's talking about. But he sold the music so much, everybody wants to try to figure out, I need to be a part of that, right? That's true, so, but so I don't so know if you can put finish. a jingle But yes, you, it's not even a jingle. It's a the reality. The concerns of a movement. It's, it is. A, it is, because those same people that you identify with, right? Those same people, because they identify with our struggles. They talk about our struggles. And Puff is one of them. So when you put all of those same people who sold Diamond and 20 and 30 millions in one room with one agenda, and we do a tour not for music, but we do a tour to galvanize our own voting base, it's going to have people who identify with our agenda and identify with our culture. And well, I hear you, but that's, I mean, I think, that's you, I think the, that's the strategy. I think you're off to something different because I agree with you. We need to get in the room and we need to do the work. But I will say that, you know, a lot of people, and I hate to use this word or this term, but a lot of people just be clout chasing. Like there are some people who literally ran to follow Candace Owens and all of those folks just because it seemed cool. It was something to do. And again, that's because, I'm going to say again, the Democratic Party has failed us so much that people are just able to say, yeah, hey, no, we're going to go. I don't believe that either. No, I'm telling I, I believe you. That, no, I, I believe people follow Candace because every now and then, she says one or two things. I'm not saying that they completely. I, and I agree. I'm okay. not saying that they didn't. What do you always tell me? A broken clock is right twice a day. 
So I'm not I'm not saying that that's not the reason. I'm just telling you that people like to jump on gravy trains. So when they see that there are black folks going to the White House and Candace Owens is saying some stuff and people are, you know, she's getting invited to speak all over and you don't feel Being like... invited to speak all over. Oh, man. I mean, Candace Owens has been to every college. What she's, college? Uh, so I don't have a list of the schools that she speaks at. I don't have time to keep up with that. But I also, I know for sure because I see online, when I first heard of Candace Owens, I went and just did a quick Google search and I see the universities bring her in all the time to speak. Yep. And I keep saying to you over and over that some of these black people you're talking about, their entire experience has been going to white schools, listening to speakers in their white institutions. So they do get an opportunity to hear her and others like her in those spaces. And when you have a party, being that the Democratic Party, that people don't necessarily feel has been properly representing them, it's easy for folks to say, you know, people who are not taking life seriously, in my in my opinion, it's easy for them to go say, okay, well, I'll just hop over here because it's cool what's going on over here. It's not like we're getting these major benefits over here either. So we're leaving holes and we're leaving people behind. And I think that it is in our, and again, the major issue for me which you and I talk about all the time, it's the one thing that we may agree on, is that the Democrats spend so much damn time trying to appeal to people who are not with them. And that's what they I'm don't spend their time trying to find an agenda that 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 will address the more conservative blacks and the blacks who are more liberal and, you know, and trying to figure out the group of people who had the the voting potential to put you in or out of office. They spend their time trying to go get Susie who keeps voting against you every but, single time. That means that you're proving what I'm saying though. Yeah, because if we create our own party, that's exactly what we but would how do. How are you going to approve? How are you? That's how exactly what we would do. You just said you, you said right about you, something because that you I said, said first. No, let me tell you why because the whole premise of this argument was where you told Jay and you told Puff that you don't think that we create our own party. We no, need no, to... I, excuse me. You said... If I said that, let me let me correct myself. Okay. What I told them is I don't think that we're at the point where we can get our people to vote in the ways in which we need them to yet. That's the I same think th that there are stages and the first stage is being able to get our people in a mindset of being in a block where when we do vote, we have leverage. No, but and I don't so, believe that. I, I yeah. believe I believe yeah, that no, what we should do is galvanize our own people and put our own candidates. And then when we then when we start withholding our vote, then it makes sense. I think because now when we're saying that we withholding our vote and we're giving it and we're showing that millions of people is voting for the people we want. And what we constantly do, and like I said, the same way they do rap tours, you go from state to state. And you see, say, listen, see. we need everybody in this arena right here to sign up and, and galvanize for our own party. We understand that we need something different. Okay, so what I need you to understand... You know, because I have actually been doing this work for a very, very long yes, time. We're about to bring another young lady on who we can ask her opinion. Um, and, I'm, you know, of course, I'm not saying that you haven't, but the problem that you're going to have is that your number of people who are a part of this thing we're building will shrink significantly. And I'll explain to you why. Because the, pe the people who are your most committed voting base, period, mm -hmm. every election, the ones who vote the most 
are older black people who <laughs> won't be at your rap concert. They don't give a damn about what any of us are saying, and they vote Democrat. They don't give a damn if the sky turns orange. But they only vote God, Democrat because we haven't given them. But and anything that's why I'm trying to explain to, to you. Represent but I'm them. trying to explain to you okay. that it is a process. That's all I'm trying to say. But the process, and the process, the process you're talking about. If, if we got four years right now, four years. We got four years to worry about, two years but to worry about not, another lesson. It's not well, this, a four-year process. It is. No, Why, it's not. So what you mean it's, it's not, not a four-year process. process? Because between now and four years, uh -huh. you have another midterm election process For two coming years. up. And so, therefore, what you do, this is just my political okay. strategy, what I think. Okay. And you guys can tell me I'm wrong. I think you build a base of people. You begin to work over the next, it's probably going to take eight years to do what you're talking about. Because in the next two years, you're just going to focus on keeping the momentum that you have to be able to get, to, to keep the seats and gain more seats in the House and in the House, right? So Senate, Congress, we need to keep that. So you're going to focus on that right now because okay. you lose that, you lose the whole ball game. Okay. Then in four years, you will be in a situation where you can go to Kamala Harris or whomever is running on a Democratic ticket and say, over these last four years, we have signed up, we've registered, we've pulled together over 10 million people who say we want X, Y, Z, B, D, E, F, G. If you don't give it to us, we might be with the Republicans, depending on how you work your relationship out with your Republican friends that you might be able to change their, their agenda. Right. But anyway, um, you know, it might be the Republicans, it might be this, it might be the independents, it might be, you know, whatever it is we choose to do, but you now have a block of people. So now you get to put things on the agenda. It's on the debate stage. You hear people talking about it in primaries and otherwise. That's where you are in four years. Now you take that 10 million. When people see your elderly people and others, they see that you took 10 million people and you move policy as a result of it. They're going to say, OK, I'm going to sign on. And now for the next four years, in the next four years, you've got 30 to 40 million people. And now you're able to say we're running John. So what I, that's what I, what I think. What is I'm saying steps. is I hear you. And I just want you to say, even though our elderly is our biggest voting base in the world. In right the in the country mm -hmm. and it's it's because our youth are not being invigorated so what i'm saying is you're going on after a base that's already been established right that is committed to something because they feel like it only represents them i'm going after a base that probably is way bigger than that's what's established that has committed to nothing because they feel like nothing represents them yeah, so well, i figure we'll especially see. when you look at the culture that we have and you look at the 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 reach that all of these artists and all these people have that want to change something. If you do this like you do a rap tour around the world and you galvanize, it could be over 10 million because Listen, each one of them has their own I fan base of 10, guests, 20, and 30 million. I don't want to keep our guests okay. holding, but here's what I will say. I'm willing to do whatever y'all tell me. Let's get it. I, I'll do the rap tour. I'll do whatever y'all say is going to work, and I support that 100%. Right. We're going to ask our next guest. The final season of Power Book 2 Ghost is here, and no one's future is safe. After surviving a hit on her life, Monet, played brilliantly by Mary J. Blige, has to reckon with what led her to almost lose everything and to atone for the life she has forced her children to live. And on the other side of the coin, Davis, portrayed by the multi-talented Method Man, is suspended and on the verge of losing his law license.
Desperate to survive, he fully embraces the criminal underbelly of his enterprise and finds himself working for both sides, loyal to whichever one benefits him most. And then, of course, there's Tariq, who finds himself at rock bottom and facing threats from every angle. With his future in the game in serious doubt and his family's safety on the line, will he lean into the St. Patrick name and do whatever has to be done to get back on top? Like father, like son. Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that can become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more, connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and an Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T, connecting changes everything. Limited time offer requires 0% APR, 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers. Other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year? Their year. These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC. We are now going to be joined by Amina Tarabi, who is, she's like, she's already, look it. I mean, she's ready to tell you that the young people She's a a state director for March for Our Lives Georgia, a deputy director for Rise Georgia, um, getting out the vote, registering people, and also just working on a lot of incredible stuff. And you know, on Street Politicians, we do an activist organizer segment every week. And it's good to have you with us, Amina. What's going on in Georgia? Thank you for having me. It was a great discussion y'all were having. I'm excited to be a part of it. Yes, well, you're going to be a part of it now because we want to know, <laughs> what do you think? Do you think that if we strategically... Strategically. Strategically. <laughs> what is a strategic? Yo, Listen to me. I Amina, just bring, I, my I, son I make makes up my up own words. words. <laughs> and it's cool. If we strategically <laughs> organize around our youth and we appeal to what the youth want right now? Do you think that we can galvanize enough energy to create our own voting party? A hundred percent. Woo! Let's go, Amina! But, but... Oh, don't but me, please. But, um, young people these days, they've, they've seen a lot and come in, like, overall police brutality. They've seen how college debt affects them. They've seen all these things and I was hearing y'all talking and not, no one is talking about these issues. We keep talking about the same things over and over again. So it's like, does anybody actually care about us? Like you said, the elderly are our biggest uh, voting base, but let's be real, they won't be around when we get to a certain age. 
So are we going to continue the cycle of messing up the world, then coming back, trying to fix it, then going back, messing it up again? So we have something has to change. Yeah. That's a fact. I agree. Galvanizing the youth, whether it be changing somebody's mind. But on that point, I don't believe in changing people's minds. I believe once your mind is made, you're not coming back. Um, a lot of people stay so much time on just being like, maybe, you know, like, don't vote for this person. Don't be with this party. This uh, this is bad. This is good. But if somebody's mind is made, nothing you say or do is going to change it. Like, no matter how many facts you present to them, because in their mind, you're wrong. And that's how it is going to be. Exactly. And that's my whole strategy. It's like, we understand that we can't change people's minds. So why don't we get the minds of the people who are still being formed, who have a strat, who understand what it is right now that's going on? You know, a lot of youth don't vote because they don't see themselves represented. Like you said, a lot of the issues that the young people are dealing with, they don't hear anybody talking about or, or, or feel like anyone cares about it. So if we put together a party that focuses mainly and exactly on what the youth who aren't voting or and the ones who are voting are, are really passionate about, I think we could completely change the dynamics and the trajectory of this country. I think that you you guys are right. There's an appetite for it. Um, but, you know, as an organizer, I understand the process that things takes, changing the mindset, being able to get unity, being able to make sure people are responsible. And so I think that it's definitely called a party and it, its goals are to ultimately uh, be able to capture the votes and, and be able to run your own, your own candidates and what have you. But I think that the process getting towards that requires some political education. People who vote Democrat all the time, which again, I have to say it because I wanted to make sure it's clear because, you know, I see people watching the show right now who are like, oh, she's just a Democratic, you know, hustler. She just works for the Democrats. Um, but the people who are who do vote Democrat, diehard voters, those are individuals who have been voting that way for years and years. This is not something new that happened just because, you know, a couple of years they've been in invested. And I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. I don't know where you were with the Democratic primary, but Bernie Sanders, people were so excited about Bernie. We all wanted Bernie, right? I kind of wanted Elizabeth Warren. That was my first choice. And then Bernie was my second. My son was a big Bernie supporter. But guess what? Across the country, when it came to time for people to show up at the polls, folks did not show up for Bernie the way that they needed to. And especially some of the very young people who were online talking about him who didn't vote for him on the day that it was time to vote. So I feel like we have fallen into the cycle of voting for the less of two evils. Yes. Uh, 2016. 2020 we keep doing this like um and i feel like a reason that bernie didn't get the nomination was they weren't thinking what's good for the country what's good for the people they were thinking well joe biden can bring in these you know these moderate votes so let's vote for him i remember when i found out that joe biden got the nomination i was like wait a minute because i know everybody who was here was like wait i want bernie but then suddenly the mindset changed and it's like well who can beat trump and we need to get out of this because mm -hmm. that's not how we gonna have right. change in the country. We talk about a revolution. We talk about radicalizing 
and tearing down these institutions and this systemic um, oppression that is built from the ground up. But we can't keep doing that if we are just like, who can beat this person? Uh, it's not like a four year stretch. This goes way beyond that. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I, I, I think you have the mindset that's necessary to do exactly what my son is talking about. And anytime that I hear someone who's willing to push us beyond um, what I may be saying, which, you know, again, I think I'm laying out a strategy that is a winning strategy. But I also know that we cannot move through those that process slowly. Like we, this is not a delayed thing. We got to go. Go time. That's right. So tell us about some of the GOTV work that you've been doing in Georgia. Of course. Well, um, November, you know, we flipped Georgia. It was on the ground. Still can't believe this day. It's been a a month. But um, on the ground, organizers did that. It wasn't the Democratic Party. It wasn't Joe Biden and Kamala Harris um, coming down and being like, you should vote for me. It was people realizing that this election is not a one-way flight. It's more like a bus connect. Hmm. But we have to get on this connection flight to go towards change. And that's how we got Joe Biden in. But now we're sitting in a position where like, okay, we're, we want change, right? We want, we want to address police brutality and we want to address criminal justice reform and we want to address healthcare. But this administration can't do anything if the Senate doesn't work, mm-hmm. we're going to be back to Obama's lame duck sessions. How he had it, he couldn't get anything done either. So we realized that getting John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock into office is the only way we can get it done. Step one was getting Joe Biden in. Step two is getting these people in so we can actually get the stuff that we want done. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's not going to be 100% of the radicalization that we want. It's not going to be automatic free health care, automatic free college, because let's be real, they're not going to go for it mm-hmm. at all. But something along the way is going to happen. So here, um, like y'all said, we've been targeting youth because between November 3rd and January 5th, 23,000 high school uh, kids turned 18. That's a whole new voting block mm-hmm. right there. We need we tapped into that. We know that runoff elections don't have a high turnout mm-hmm. ever. It's always old white people that show up to the polls, and that's why historically runoffs tend to be more Republican because your voter base is not showing up. Mm-hmm. Now, this election is on such a weird day, you know, like right after the new year, are you still recovering? You don't even remember what year it is, January 5th. But it's to remind these people, like all summer long, you was in these streets. We were in these streets all summer long. We protested. People got beat. People got arrested. But was it for nothing? Is what we did is that for nothing? Are we just going to sit here and be like, okay, the cycle's out? We forget the momentum. It's like remember the things that you were fighting for. Remember how people who are suffering from Corona come back home with three million dollar bills because they don't have health insurance. Mm. Remember these. Um, problems that you know and that you have faced on the daily basis and go out and vote based on that. Don't just go out and vote because I told you you should go out and vote. Vote because your story needs to be heard on the federal level. Well, thank you because I feel invigorated. I feel confident. 
that right. we gonna get the votes because if, if you are any example of what we have to look forward to in our youth, then I That's know right. the movement is in good hands. So we want to thank you for the work you do. We want to thank you for coming to our show and gracing us and agreeing with me with the fact that the youth can definitely lead the way and be, you know, the the catalyst the catalyst for the change. Right. There you go. Sometimes she know a thing or two. The catalyst for change. I agree. So we appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Take care. Be safe. We'll see you in Georgia. Keep being great, Queen. Thank you. See you on January 5th. That's right. All righty. All right. We have some amazing young people. Yeah. And it's dope young people. Man. I mean, that's dope. I mean, we uh, have to find we out look how at... we can help her. We didn't, we, we didn't ask her how we can help her and whether or not we can support any of her organizational efforts, yeah. but we'll make sure that we'll definitely reach out. And, and, and we so. need y'all to let us know how we can support you. If you know any amazing young people, know many, any amazing young people or older people who are actually on grassroots, on the ground, no, doing the work. So we need y'all to help us too. Let us know how we can help you. If you know anybody that's on the ground, young, old, whoever's doing the work in your community, how can we support you? What do you need from us? How yeah. can we uplift your voice? How can we lend our platform to your struggle? Let us know. Yeah, for sure. Because, you know, that's an important segment for us. We talk about it all the time. I'm, I'm probably um, a broken record, but I think it's really important that we consistently bring people on our show who are on the ground doing real work. There's a lot of people, again, that get a lot of attention, but they don't necessarily be doing the work. But, you know, I digress. I digress. Since I was told that I'm mean today. I, I mean, I mean, not mean. I mean that you just have, you have a mood that you get in sometimes mm -hmm. that can be difficult. It's a difficult mood, mm -hmm. you know, and that I so think you, that's why we don't agree on a lot of things. You see, we didn't agree about the young and old people. And you realize that your mood is horrible 90% oh, no. of I have My disposition is excellent. Oh. <laughs> I have we definitely disposition. don't agree if about If you ask 90% of the people whose disposition mm -hmm. is different, right. oh, you really want to have this conversation? Okay. Anyway, once again, we don't always agree. And I'm not going to always be right. And she's not going to always be wrong. <laughs> but we will always... Always, always. Always be authentic. Yep, that's Thanks right. Thanks for joining right. us. It's you a wrap. Watch us, High Women TV. You want to listen to us, Black Effect Network on iHeartRadio. Yeah. Tune in. Let us know what you think. Give us your ideas. Give us your feedback. Tell us we trash. Tell her how mean she is. Tell me how dope I am. Let us know. We can't wait to hear from you. Yeah. Street so, politicians, yeah. we're out. Peace. That's how we own it. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, now streaming only on Hulu. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. The NBA Finals continue. 
Tune in on ABC. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that can become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more, connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and an Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T, connecting changes everything. Limited time offer requires 0% APR, 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers. Other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details. 